Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Luke Thompson. Hello. I like how you put your hand up. <laughs> just, uh, it's just natural, isn't it? Just in case we're doing a video recording. Yeah. Uh, Richard Hoffs. Hello, everyone. And Stu Hall. We've got 30 seconds before we turn it off. Before people start skipping. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be your like, intro music, like if you were a wrestler. Oh, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> the following contest is scheduled for one fall. <laughs> I think we need happiness this week, don't yeah. we? I was going to say next week, have we all got to bring on walk-on music? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Everyone have their own walk-on music yeah. for next time. And we'll do, we'll do that. Have a really good. We can then tweet out to Jack Price what his walk-out music would be. <gasps> Wolfomania, April 3rd, by the way. <laughs> it's like an actual... That is going to happen. The plan is... Who's fighting? Imagine Muscat. No, no, no. The, um, Jack Price will be defending the Wolves World Heavyweight title against uh, Nuidico on oh. April 3rd at Molyneux, in our minds. <laughs> uh, but like the Wolves Rumble, we are planning to do a live tweet, fancy tweet, of how that match will go. So uh, do check it out on April Imagine 3rd. Imagine reliability insurance. <laughs> you need to cover that. Sell out. Sell out for Molyneux. It's the first time this season. So I think we do need a bit of happiness on this week's podcast, as it's been another dreadful few days, two defeats in a row. Fans and the club up in crisis. It's a bit of a civil war as well between uh, everybody. What's going to happen? We're going to discuss it all on this week's podcast. Uh, we'll talk about the game against Brentford. Huddersfield. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry Stu, for that. Because she was the away day advocate for this one. On my own as well, mate. This will be quite interesting. <laughs> and we'll preview the game at the weekend against Derby. Uh, but firstly, let's talk about lovely old Van La Parra. Now, we put a... Um, well, this week, if for some reason you haven't seen... It's the put... greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it made my day. Was it on Monday? I think it must it... have been... Yeah, it must have been on Monday because the game was from yesterday. Yeah, must and, have been And he apologised for it, but... Well, on his Instagram bio on Monday, he had this bio. One week they love you, next week they hate you, both weeks I got paid. Now he... Uh, all, all that's missing <laughs> is hashtag baller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we later apologised and talked about how um, it was a personal joke that he was having with his friends. Whether that is true or not... It's, I think it's a personal joke he's having with friends. What do people think? Do you think it's perhaps... Ill-timed, ill-said, given the where the club at the moment and how fans feel and how you know f- professional footballers are perceived, or is it just witty banter? I, I, I think it's factual. Was he loved one week when he had a game against QPR? Yes. Mm. Was he hated the other week when he had a not so good game against Huddersfield? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Did he get paid both weeks? Who knows? I don't know if they get paid monthly or weekly. Yeah, I know. don't know. But you think they have to budget it every <laughs> day at the start of the month? <laughs> I need mean, I mean, this much on food this month, love. But I think, I think with football fans, very quick to give out abuse to players. Not to but them, yeah. when a player gives a little bit back, they can't take it. But in a, is a player in a position to do that, though? That's the, the question. I think if he'd, if he'd been actually performing and the bad game was the one-off... Mm. People would. I think he was just a bit of a joke. I, I had a little smirk, and then I thought, "Oh, he's got to go wrong yeah, yeah, very yeah. quickly." And oh. because he has been so inconsistent and terrible for his vast majority of his career, yeah, yeah. people are waiting for him to do something to get on his back again, anyway. And he's just giving him ammunition now. That's what it feels like. I mean, 
it's very easy to give it out. But, you know, he's, he's a bit, hasn't he? You know, it, it's a silly joke. But considering the amount of money he's on compared to, you know, the rest of the population and the fact you could argue he's not really earning it um, at the moment, and that's a sad truth, it, it does hit home a lot of the time because what's he on, 10 grand a week? Yeah. M- must be something around that. You know, that's an awful lot of money for him to essentially just brag about. I don't care what you think because at the end of the day, I'm still going to rake in, you know, 60, however much it is a year. Um, but it, it's Instagram. It's it's nothing, is it? In, in the context of things, mm. it's not exactly like he's gone out and done a press, you know, a press release on it. I just think there's bigger things to worry about in the world today. Yeah. Than what a right winger has put on Instagram. Yeah, there's you know bigger I mean? things to worry about at Wolves. For them, but <laughs> yes. no, but I think it's yes. because of what's been going on at Wolves yeah. and how the, the fans feel mm. at the moment. It, this is just elevated even more. If we were on a massive winning streak and we we're in top six and this happened, you'd be like, oh, ha ha ha, VLP, whatever, carry on. But because of what's going on, it's just been amplified. He hasn't called out the fans. He's no. not said, you know, the fans are terrible. I really don't, you know. Here come the money. <laughs> you know, he's not slagged off the city, he's not slagged off the club, he's no. not slagged off the fans. He's, he's, not, not, done a Sergio, he's not done a uh, Sergio Aurora at uh, PSG. What's he done? Do you not see? He's got banned indefinitely by PSG. <laughs> oh, he did like a periscope. Yeah, he did a, he did a periscope, funnily enough, where he essentially slagged off Lauren Blanc and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not the right person to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're top of the league in France, you know. They're like 24 points clear as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. second as well. I'm not anywhere near the... It's not, it's, not sec- it's not even the Champions League places. It's 24 yeah. points ahead of second. Yeah. So all in all, VLP then. Just... That's silly. Could, silly. Yeah, silly. Perhaps could have got away with it not, if not the climate wasn't... Tom, yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a great Instagram feed because he's had some absolute pearls of some photos, mm. especially over... Uh, Very artistic, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're for. It's quite like um, really deep thinking, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Phil- like Philosophical. Everything's got, a me- it, yeah. Yeah. everything's got a meaning, and it's like. Like a Dutch. Be- imagine being his missus. It's like a. Yeah, there's a deep meaning to it. Yeah. It can't just be like a photo of a Starbucks coffee, which is what most Instagram feeds usually are. If you want to go forward, you must go back. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. And then forwards and back, and then beats, and then do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I saw a picture of Asia where he was play- it was like pre-season, he was playing pool, but he was just like in black and white and the rest was colour. I thought, ooh, what does that mean? Ooh. <laughs> it's always like, what's he trying to get at? How does that relate to Wolves, though? No, there's always oh, a message towards his footballing career, though, in every part. Is he going to be playing attacking midfield next week? Yeah, it's I am an island. In the distant past, <laughs> something like that. Right, let's have before we get on to the misery. Shall we have something that might all make us feel warm in our hearts? Disaster. Oh, yes. Uh, Billy so, right or Billy wrong? No. Jack Price is right. No. Jacket's jacket. <laughs> it's jacket or jacket. I'm waiting it's to play a, It's that. a game me and Dave are working on, by the way. We want a game. Get it done soon, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want a game where we zoom in on pictures of jackets and Kenny jacket, and you've got to guess if it's a jacket or Kenny jacket. So would it be like a jacket that Kenny Jacket's wearing? Yeah. Or, or so like you'll be it zoomed in on like skin, would it? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of Hannibal. Yeah, but like zoomed in. So I know, like if it was a suit or whatever, you'd see like half of the lapel side of it, and then you know you'd zoom out and you'd say, "Is that jacket or Kenny Jacket?" And then you'd zoom out. It could just be like I don't know. Uh, like anyone. Dave in a jacket. Yeah. 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 Basically. 
the ultimate would be to get Kenny Jacket to play it as well. That would be like the, the ultimate one. So, um, we I don't think we're going to have much of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a move on if we are. Emails. We had an email uh, a few weeks ago from a Wolves fancast listener all the way in California. Oh, right. <laughs> we're global now, Wolves fancasters. <laughs> uh, from James Wilson. Now, he, he talked about in his email how he was the only one in his family who like, supported Wolves, not, no one else really kind of supported football. So it kind of made me thinking, oh, you know, does he know anyone else in the area that even supports Wolves? California's a small place. Yeah, it's a small place. Then out of the out of the blue comes an email from a guy called Ben Gulman, who's also That's a great American name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also a Wolves fan cast listener in California. So I'm like, here we go. We can make some lifelong friends here. Thanks to Wolves fan cast. we don't know uh, when Ben emailed in. He was talking about how he got to know who Wolves were. Um, he says in, the email, in his email, and this is a way to find out what Wolverhampton is as well. Probably three years ago, I came across the town of Wolverhampton in a bit of a drunk stumbling around Google Maps. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. <laughs> this is more about what you do when you're drunk, doesn't it? I've looked at like, the, that plain graveyard in the in the desert. That's some, You do know that this exists, don't you? There's a, a, a des- in the desert, I think it's in Nevada or Arizona mm. or somewhere. All the old Boeing 747s, rather than destroying them, oh, they just yeah, go and park them um, in the desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look on Google, just search plain graveyard and it's there. There's hundreds of them all lined up. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's the kind of... Th- See, that's drunken things to do, not looking up with <laughs> Hampton. Um, but I kind of emailed Ben back and said, here's someone else's emailed in recently, James. Here's his email address. Why don't you see if you can meet up? Now, both of them did actually say to me in emails that California is... 900 miles long <laughs> yeah. and has a and has a population of about 35 million so if you can still meet up lads it'd be a great story the, the fact that we've got two Wolves fans who are perhaps isolated to meet together to share their love of our club will be a nice ah, mm-hmm. feeling in your hearts but I also find it weird that we have people all the way in California that are listening to us every week it's the world. We're just spreading the good word, fancast. Exactly. I've got Majavi Air and Space. No Harvey. If you're a, a fancast listener that um, yeah, listens abroad, there's loud. And you want to find a friend. And you want to find a friend, or just tell us where you listen abroad, because I think it'd be really interesting for us to find out more about yeah. where all our listeners are around the world. Luke and Stu are just sharing their love of this playing graveyard now. I thought you said it first, playing graveyard. Unless in the cut, like it's just like bland. No, it's in playing, as in like add swings and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That would be one. (laughs) (laughs) Like some sort of, I don't know, Tim Burton film. That's where my head went until you just turn up and there's a a swing board just through the breeze. It's all eerie. The best best overseas fan cast story is. That gives with a cold of air. That is amazing. Yeah. The Australian guy. Yeah. You've got to have at least one or two Australians. We did do a map a few years ago when people got in touch and we had people in America, a few in Australia, Dubai. Sa- Dubai, South Africa, Asia. So we just wanted, we, we'd like mm. to find out more about your stories about how you, you found out, if you were never a Wolves fan originally, why you started following Wolves and uh, where in the world you We listen? don't seem to have hit the uh, Asian market particularly well. No, so the market we need to tune mm. yeah. into more. So let us... You need to let us know. So, uh, yeah, do let us know. We're going to go into the... Uh, yeah, we need to do some, like, anime... <laughs> fancast on tour. Yeah, yeah. Let's go abroad. Can't, can't get someone to do like the fancast logo, but in an anime style. Well, do a do a podcast, but they Pod- animate us. Yeah, yeah. So, so there must so be a cartoonist or a graphic designer listening to us now, thinking, 
Just do a five-minute segment of us four, or any of us, doing this podcast in animation form. Or could we not just... um... For free, yes. (laughs) Right, we're going to get into the bit of the podcast where we're all going to be a bit sad, but also have a bit of a moan as well. Uh, Firstly, we're going to briefly talk about Huddersfield, a 1-0 defeat uh, at the weekend with an Aki Wells late goal. Uh, Stu was the uh, the fancast advocate for both games. Uh, so just really briefly there's a couple of points I wanted to ask about Huddersfield were we more compact than we usually were were we more less likely to score given, I know we I know we lost but we, did we look less likely to score we were just a <laughs> always <laughs> there's the answer one, we had one shot on target and it was offside yeah that's, that sums it up the, the shot that um, Joe Mason had that went over the bar it was at the keeper but I don't think it was actually going in anyway yeah how about his, and the goal that he scored, which was offside, was it offside? It was down the other end, but none of the players reacted mm. or anything like that. So it's, normally with that kind of thing, when you're that far away, beyond the goal, you look at the player reactions and stuff like that, and there was no one really appealing saying no. No. But it was a, de- it was a decent finish as well, sadly. But Looking at the highlights, it did seem like we created chances. It was just that actual thing of hitting the target. Yeah, the chances... Happen. There were balls into the box, and there was a, a lot of. There weren't really chances. There were half half chances at best, but the Huddersfield were never in any danger. Mm. And from them highlights, all most of that was in the last five minutes when yeah, he yeah. just threw everything at them, including Kimi. Before the goal went to Huddersfield, would people have taken a draw there? Yeah. Would people have left happy, going, "Okay, we've got a draw. We didn't win, but we." I would, I would have left happy. I don't know yeah. if. I think everyone would have just been surprised not to be, not to actually concede a goal. Yeah, which would have been a shock because um, there was no way we were going to score in that game. But see, say we, we were compact, but you had the stupid situation again of the <laughs> Kenny Jacket selection roulette. Yeah, and there was one stage where Mason was on the right wing, and Tommy Rowe was up front with Siggy. <laughs> that was an actual thing for five minutes with. Savile on the left and Cody just being Cody. It was it was it was unbelievable, and it, even though we only, <laughs> we only lost by such a relatively small margin, mm. Danny Bath was absolutely abysmal. Mm. He was he doesn't get a mark at ten, doesn't deserve one. Why was he bad then on that particular game? He couldn't what? pass. He couldn't tackle. <laughs> he couldn't, anything a human being with two legs on a football pitch, he couldn't do it. I would rather have had Roger. That's as bad as uh, Luke saying that Danny Barth will be playing European football in two <laughs> to three years' time. Still stand until the 30th of June, I believe. It was two years ago you said it, wasn't it? So it's no, it was 30th of June 2013. Ah, so what this if, year. So you believe so that Danny Barth will be playing in European football? Yes, we will the... sell him to Rill, who will qualify for the Europa League mm. in the... Could Welsh. Could he technically be picked for the England squad and play at Euros by that time? Yes, possibility. There we go. Because I, I honestly believed at that time that a team like Everton yeah. was going to come in and, well, and, and buy him. But he was playing well. We, we, we League one, one, yeah. But still, we, he was playing well enough at the time for us to, mm. to all think that. I was so bored that I'd say, I, it was probably one of his friends behind because there were people weren't really getting on his back or anything. Mm. But there was also these guys behind me was just they were saying, oh, the. He was the new Messiah and everything, and I was so bored. I just turned around just to have an argument for something to do. And I said, "He's not the new Messiah. He's a very naughty boy." Yeah. And I said, "To be fair, 
at that time when he replaced Johnson, he, he was great. Mm. But this year he's gone backwards and he's worse than on his debut now. And I, was, I said to him, I've seen every game that he's played. And he's like a bouse, it's, it's torture. And he's got worse. Like, I has got worse this season under Kelly Jackie, mm. but that's mm. a different thing altogether. And a lot of the players have got worse or stagnated. And they've not pushed on. And he, he's the epitome of all of that. And he needs dropping, but there's no one to drop no. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. A lot of this squad just completely plateaued and stagnated. And it might be the fact that most of them have been playing this team for three years now, um, or essentially the spine of the team has. And, you know, it's the same as it was under end of sort of McCarthy, stole back in era. But actually, we need a new squad in. Mm. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's what you used to. Essentially, across the board. Do you think the players have, have sort of reached a peak and they're just not good enough? Or do you think they're being a bit unprofessional and they're not putting in 100%? No, well, let's let's cover that on Jacket, because that's, a, that's a, a great point. Let's go to Brentford, though, now, where it was a 3-0 <laughs> defeat on Tuesday night. Stu, again, I'll, I'll come to your thoughts in a second. But what I want to ask firstly, it was the strongest line-up I think Jacket has put on for a while. Perhaps more of a line that us fans have been wanting to see. The team still lose, so again, actually, I'll probably come back to it earlier now that Luke's just said. Is it is that one of the reasons? Perhaps it's perhaps not so much jacket that it could there could be some blame on the players as well. What's because what's going on? It's very similar to um, Solbacher because I still think we had a decent mm. team and squad under mm. under Solbacher, but for whatever reason, there's a few bad eggs in there, and I think it rubbed off on six or seven players and they just wasn't putting in the effort mm. which for me if if that's how it is and I believe that it, that is how it is at some football clubs mm. you know players get the ump with the manager and think oh, I'm not going to put in 100% for you but to me that's a massive piss take to the fans mm. yeah. when players start to get like that and that's more of a concern for me is, is that how yeah. our current squad yeah, is we're not saying anything. that's happening now but oh, no, the it, hypothetical it, it, yeah. could it be happening could, could yeah. it be and that is, is a potentially, concern potentially but you still kind of got to look at Jacket for oh, yeah. not managing mm. that squad neither getting rid of a bad egg sooner or changing their attitude um, I, I think know. with modern footballers now once they because they're earning so much money you know, and, and they lose that little bit of respect for the managers they think Soddy, oh, I mean, so, so, I mean, some weeks bothered. they're loved and some weeks they're hate. <laughs> 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 Both weeks are still got paid. Yeah, but Do I you mean, think that's what the Van was about. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? He's a very, very deep, deep guy. Oh, no. <laughs> but it works on so many levels. <laughs> it, it's like I was, I was talking to Stu this morning at the school gates. The school gate banter. Ah. School gate football chat. You look at, at, at the players that we still have. We should still be top ten minimum, mm. in my opinion. I've seen this group of players or. This nucleus of players play a hell of a lot better than we're seeing. In, we've seen mm. in the last month. Mm. We, even this season, we've seen them play better. It's, it's like we've still got Ayoufor, oh. who's a mm. good player. Ebanks Landell is a bit marmite, isn't he? Mm. But he's, he's, he's not a bad centre half for this no, level. I was yeah. going to say, of all the defenders in the last in this kind of run of seven games. He's probably been our best yeah, one. Yeah. Which is surprising given before Christmas. You'd have said the yeah. complete opposite. You know, you look at McDonald, Cody, Price, they're three decent central midfielders mm. for this level. Um, I think Mason's a decent player. Siggy, 
again, a bit marmite, but mm. at this level... He should be doing the job. Yeah, I mean, he needs to have goals. Yeah. You know, then we've got Nathan Byrne. I know he hasn't been playing for whatever reason, but again, at this level, whenever he's came on, from what I've seen of him mm. personally, I can't believe he's not starting because he's always come on and, and produced and, and played well. So, you know, we have got the players who should, in my opinion, you know, man for man, are we any worse than Blues? Are we yeah. any worse than Brighton? In my opinion, I'd say no, man for man, but... Collectively, is it? And then that's finding mm. the problem. Is it the players? Is it Jacket? Mm. Is it deeper than that? I think it's a. I think it's more than Jacket that needs mm. to sort of shoulder you, a bit of responsibility. You, you're talking about how you know Jacket perhaps not replenishing the squad. Could that? Could there be an argument that perhaps he's wanted to, but he but he's having to work with what he's got. And perhaps something's gone on where he hasn't been able to replace. He was trying to bring Kike, and he talked about how there was someone else he wanted to bring with Mason, and that just never came through. If that had actually worked, would things be differently? With all the injuries that's been going on as well, has he just? It's basically been like, well, you've got to work with what you've got, and it's and that's why it's stagnating it because you can't bring any fresh impetus in unless it's someone from the academy. But neither of Blues have. That's that's yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, everyone's got injuries, and everyone. A lot of teams in this league got no money and they're working under constraints and they still, still managed to get by. Yesterday was... I mean, there was some at Huddersfield as well. And for him to come out and blame the wind for us not having a shot... I mean, was that Huddersfield? Yeah, yeah. that was Huddersfield. It windy up north. <laughs> it was raining as well. Yeah. We, just, we went to um, Hebden, was it Hebden Bridge for the pre-match uh, drinkage. Very nice. And very there nice. was two actual houses just in the river that had been washed away. Then cleared it out. The whole place must have been ravaged by the floods, but they were just in the river. Just these houses. Is, it, is there a link to Jack? No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, it was a metaphor for how this season has gone. <laughs> say, did, you could, you could blame, did Van La Parra put an Instagram post about it? <laughs> <laughs> Jackie could blame the wind for that, but not for houses being demolished. Oh, but gone. I was saying when you were saying about the the, um, the squad ain't turned yet. Last night it got nasty in the last. Mm. As soon as the second goal went in. There would be none of it. That it was quite positive, and they were supporting him again beyond the, beyond the team and everything. And nothing really. The Van Lepara thing was just swept away. No one said a thing about it. And then until the second goal went in, and it won't like the heads drop. They just thought, "Oh, solid now." And that was there was half half, half an hour left, and you could just see that they won't. They were not trying. Hmm. That's why he got so. I mean, that's why he got took off in the end because hmm. he, he just. He's turning to do Jamiwara. Has that been brewing for a while? Because we saw the signs of it against Preston, we know, where when Tommy Rowe came on and you just thought, what is going on? What, but why do we employ Tommy Rowe? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not, not good enough for this level. No, no, not in a million years. Never. He, I think I wrote midweek, um, last week, that he doesn't have the pace or the technical ability to function as a left winger in the Championship. Mm-hmm. I, think he's a, I think he's a left back. I think he's a left back. A limited left back that somehow won Player of the Season, and we were fooled into. I think he's a half decent centre midfielder. Um, I think he's got a decent left foot on him, but he doesn't have the acceleration you need out wide mm. in this day and age. I don't know if because it's almost like once he picked up that injury in his in pre season, he was he just lost any level of pace he had. Yeah, um, and he cut his hair off as well, which made it worse. <laughs> I go back to when you said about the constraints yeah. of, of freshening up the squad. 
yeah, okay, fair enough, the Kike deal was a bit late in the day, but when we knew that wasn't happening, where's your plan B? Mm, where's yeah, your plan yeah. C? Like, it's poor planning. You know, I find it very shocking that a professional football club has a transfer target but doesn't have backup options mm. for if it doesn't fall through. It didn't go through. If No, if it falls through. Sorry, not yeah, if it doesn't fall through. If it falls through, it fell through and we've ended up with egg on our faces. Mm. And... It's a long window even open. Is, I've, yeah. I've heard literally no talk no, about surprising anything. You would have thought Wolves have been very desperate to get yeah. someone in. It's, or, it's, it's like everyone's just given up. Yeah. The it, players, Jackie, fell well, fell one never even started to give up. <laughs> and and, and Jez, they're all accountable. They're all yeah. to blame. But you would think though that they'd actually come out and say the loan window, even though they'd get slaughtered for it, at least they'd be out there and it looked like they're doing something. Well, everyone's, just everyone has forgotten. There's no pre, there's no questions in the in the um, the official videos before games where it's like, oh, so the low window. So they expressed the start. I've bloody given up now. It's all over. Let's go back to Brentford, Stu. From what I gathered from the highlights and what we I heard and read about the game, first ten minutes quite strong. Had two very clear chances which were scored. Siggy with a header and Burn with a shot. But as soon as that happened. We just fell to pieces. Yeah, Burn was actually when he start they started, he actually started on the right hand side in his actual position, which was a miracle in itself. And he looked good. He played. He looked decent. And he was playing too well there, so he had to be moved away. Yeah. And so that you put him on the left to where he's not. He had to go left foot, so he had to constantly keep cutting inside, cutting inside. And he couldn't do it like Jarvis used to or someone with a bit of experience playing on the left. He's never played on the left in his life mm. until he's come here. And when he come cut in, he probably should have done better with that shot. But that was the first first touch of the ball where he'd really had on that side. Mm. And then it was he kind of clicked. Brentford realised, oh, walls are <laughs> yeah, we can do something. Mm. And that's what it was. Just the other man from there on, it was just because some, some, some of Brentford's play was quite good. They were on the highlights. They were actually passing it around like we passed it around in League One. Mm. And when when us and them were up the top and. We beat them three 0 at their place. We they were playing properly. They were mm. passing it to each other. They were moving, and they actually looked like they knew what they were doing. And we, we just stood off them. Mm. And there was nothing you, you couldn't. They didn't even try to tackle them though. And the shot I minute mean, that um, the guy who was out to contract, I I wrote, judge is it? Yeah, is it? yeah. And judge, he was absolutely superb mm. from start Bad. to finish. Even and, in Los Cantos club, sorry. And they just let him have space and time. Over and over again, and he was, he had he had three shots. I think it was three shots from outside the box. One at the post, he came inside the other, and the other one went went wide. And you think, well, that's enough of a warning sign. Close them down. It's not hard. You got eyes. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And they just what they just didn't do it again. The th- it's, Go on. I was going to say, well, it's worrying because we have two defensive midfielders in that team. <laughs> we've, actually got, we've actually got defensive six players. Yeah, and it's like it's so frustrating, but actually. We've played them twice. Well, we've played them, you know, in the last couple of seasons quite a lot of times. And I know they've changed manager now, but they've kept their style pretty consistent. And they've kind of always stuck true to, you know, some decent passive football. And this season, it's like, it's like when England played Hungary in like the fifties, <laughs> and England hadn't realised how you can actually play football, <laughs> and they just kind of went right through us. Yeah, and it, it was crying out for Jack Price. Shock. 
someone to actually stand there and just put a foot in. Everyone, you shall not pass. Yeah. You shall not shoot from 20, 20 yards out to get it on target. Just, just, shield, just simple as shielding them and getting them to pass yeah. out wide. And, you know, it's not yeah. about throwing yourself, you know, into a 50-50. Yeah, and he, when he, Danny Bath was better last night. He, was, he still was quite awful, but he was better than he was on, at Huddersfield. And it, that's what he was doing. He was throwing himself. Uh, so uh, throwing himself to the lions mm. or the griffin or the bees hey. but, um, the griffins <laughs> family <laughs> guy <laughs> no I was just thinking if it's still called griffin park because yeah. it's, it's, no, it's it. the three goals <laughs> from Redford anyone particularly to blame or were they just first, the first one was just a, a cattle whereas again it, it, no one closed him down he, he was allowed to tippy toe his way through and mm. he, it, the ball was probably passed to Kimi before he deflected there was off. a mix up between EBL and Kimi like a bit of a trip over and they just yeah, it just it just hit his leg and he went. It, it just trickled in. It was, it was just scrappy goal. Yeah. Two and three. Two. Well, actually, before that, there was. I don't think it's been mentioned anywhere that Courtney House pulled someone down at the, at the far post from a corner just before our, the half-time whistle. Just dragged him down. Just he had both of his hands around the guy's shoulders and literally threw him to the floor. And he got up and he was waving. Maybe his he arm. should play um, Jack Price in yeah. Fancast Mania. <laughs> yeah. and, and there were there was no massive appeal for it, apart from the guy who'd been who'd been flawed. Yeah. Uh, it was a blank it was a blank penalty or single season anyway. Mm. But the second goal, Akimi probably should have come for it. Mm. And he started to come and then he thought, No, that's a bit too far, which it wasn't. And the but there was still a chance to clear it away. Mm. And then he's just took it on and he's just with one touch, Ivan Sandals just fell over. Yeah. And he just nestled into the bottom corner. Maybe Akimi should have got a hand, but that's just being picky with a decent finish. Yeah. And the third was just a shambles. An utter shambles. <laughs> I mean, it, Hawes got beat, but he's not a left back. Mm. He's been out for, what, two months? Well, talking about Hawes, went in at left back straight away. Right move, given the fact that he it's hasn't had a, a, a senior 90 minutes under his belt for quite a while. Well, it, Matt Doherty's played well as mm. a left back, and there was absolutely no need whatsoever to put. Him on the right. When Oilford hasn't been bad, I mean, if you're going to rest him, put Hawes at right back. Mm-hmm. Don't move Doherty onto the, onto that side. It wasn't for height reasons or anything, because the two that they were up against were the same height, same kind of skill set, and he was just exposed. Mm-hmm. He was raw. He wasn't match fit, and he was in his wrong position. And that's Jackie's fault. That's now board or anything like that. And the third goal, he just got he just got done, and then he came inside, and then the it says some, you know, I mean, slight move. Slightly change point. Sisson don't actually have a decent fit senior left back. No, we haven't got one. Well, we've got Tommy Brown. Yeah, and you know, Hawes will probably play there until the end of the season and you know, stumble his way through. And I feel sorry for him because he's clearly not built to be a left back. You've got, Do- you've got Doherty, who's a right back playing left back, he'll do a bit of a job. And you've got Deslandis, who's... Inexper- completely inexperienced. Yeah. Mm. Like, have we got into that situation where we don't have any senior... Essentially, a senior left-back competing well, he, for that spot? He, when he said it at the time, when Tommy Rowe signed, he said well, he, he can cover for Scott and he can, he can cover midfield and he can cover left wing. He can't even cover his own shadow. <laughs> and we, we saw Goldbourne. It's another shambolic situation where you're left with a... a Average right back, who's never yeah. again never played left back in his life, playing there and he's doing an all right job. And but then you got Ibang Sandel next to him, who's who's next to Danny Bart, who's next <laughs> to Danny Bart, who 
just again threw himself to the ground for the third goal, and that's that's if he skipped past and he just, just slotted it in. But that whole left hand side, there was with Burn when Burn went off, and we went to the farcical situation of Siggy, um, Lafondra, and Mason as a front three, which is fine because they're all they can all go out wide and drag people around. But then you had the midfield of McDonald, Cody, and Savile. Doing nothing, they were they weren't like a, a compact three or three across. They, ju- they were just in each other's way. No yeah. one knew what they're supposed to be doing. They all kind of playing basically the same position. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. Again, there was no, no need to bring Savalon. I mean, Price was on the bench, doing just sitting there with his beard and everything, looking all great. <laughs> that was the thing as well. Half time, the you know the 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 only did come out and do a few short runs yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the subs and everything. Which Brentford sub were doing? They had the cones out and the little jogging and stuff. Ah, subs. They were just thrown on. Like when you turn up on a Sunday morning and you're yeah. still pissed from the night before, <laughs> you just give you a ball and just tap it between each other. That's all they were doing at half time. There was no. Like Pat Mountain walked across the pitch and then walked back in. Oh, yeah, the, it's alright, the, the parents are watching them. We tell Calvin, go in now. <laughs> it was, Martinez had more touches of the ball than Siggy did at half time than Siggy did in the whole game. It was a joke. Did anyone come out well at all for Wolves? Then tonight? Siggy and Mason were just... They looked like they cared. Mm. and But again, they were it's totally underutilised. They were totally isolated. Cody looks completely shot. Mm. Which I feel sorry for him now. I said at the start of the season, I, I was well chuffed when we signed him because I thought he's a decent, mm. decent player with a good future and he's just been ruined. It came, I suppose, at the end for having the bollocks to come over and actually clap the fans. Kenny mm. Jack's clap is amazing. Oh, he's got to get treatment for that. <laughs> what is walking clap? <laughs> he no, was, he's he, not even making any noise. Yeah, is he? he was like, he was Luke like, is <laughs> simulating a really <laughs> tiny clap. It, right it was now. like a T Rex trying to clap. And again, he walked past. Oh, all, he walked past. Photoshop all, job yeah. of that. <laughs> there is a video. I think James Fielding put it up of um, him, him clapping as he's walking off. Very. Fast. Yeah. We need the Jurassic Park music over that now. <laughs> but it, it was that one that James put on that he didn't. Talk, he just walked straight past the players, which is fine if you're angry mm. and show a bit. Of, but he, he hasn't got an angry face. He's too nice a guy. He can't do that. And he just walked straight past. He didn't look at the fans once. No. He just walked. He just head, head focused on the tunnel. He couldn't get there quick enough. His little he? his little T Rex clap, <laughs> and then. Was it, like, was it like that referee in the Rugby World Cup? Was it the one who um, ran off as yeah. he to full time because he knew he'd made that decision? <laughs> no, it was like, it's in... <laughs> Have you not seen that? Yeah, in Australia. Scotland and Scotland really should have won it because there was a controversial decision at the end and the referee obviously made it. When it was full time, the referee literally... He wasn't waiting for the handshakes. ...sprinted <laughs> off the field. I'm not saying Kenny Jacket should have done like, a Phil Brown... Um, for Hull against Man City where we sat the players down but we talk about players attitude and it did feel like he needed to have grabbed those players and sort of given them almost yeah. a public dressing down and actually make sure yeah. that or all actually, of yeah. so sure them or make sure they actually acknowledge people who got up at four in the morning or, or had a yeah. day off or go all the way down there be humiliated again hmm. um, even if it's just on the halfway line or just no, I mean, on the edge of the penalty area. You don't have to come right because of where you were in relation to the tunnel. Yeah, the, you can't have to go past anyway. Yeah. But 
at that point you can very clearly see if someone's not giving you know what did the players do when they walked past well, some of them applauded some of them some of them Akimi came over he held, literally held his hands up well yeah we know Red of applause and they fans applauded him back same for Siggy same for Mason same for McDonald as well because he did he was the best of the bad uh, bad bunch and again he's got nothing to what's he got to work with it's like it's yeah. like passing to Skittles it's not, there's nothing there for him sweets yeah or the <laughs> What's that you well, either or the, or the, or the <laughs> inanimate objects. But Kenny's been used at least Skittles. He got so. Kenny's usually quite defensive with the team, isn't he? When he does his post match, he did say last night um, that in regards to the performance, he said it hurt him. Thanks to the fans for the support, he said it hurts. It's hard to take. We have to turn it around very quickly. The players will need all their character. Very Brendan Rodgers like there uh, from Kenny Jacket. I wanted to ask kind of about the fans. It was quite toxic. We kind of mentioned at the start. Was that as toxic as you've seen it? I've never seen it like that before. The only time I've ever seen it like that before was against O'Hara Brighton. And that was... Were they Barsley away? Let's not go into that. It was only toxic in my tears. In the toilets. <laughs> but then, no, it, was, it was just nasty. I mean, there was a... Mm. I was, some wall sides were scrapping more, though. Yeah. Cause I, saw, I saw a video where some of them were really, well, I, I'm going to say really having a go, which is an understatement to what they were saying. There is an argument of how far should you really be going having a go at players. What's the same? You know, the, the variety of swear words <laughs> are available to players. My current view is, is fair enough, you, it's a free world, you can do it, but don't expect it to have a direct positive impact on them doing better. They're not going to go, Oh, well, Bill and Mustans is calling me an effing C. I'm going to have to play better next week. Don't expect, you know, it's everyone's right to boo and be disappointed mm. at, you know, your team's performance. And, you know, it's good that you can, you know, it's great that we can kind of share those frustrations, but don't expect the players to automatically respond to it because that's not how things work. And are you, and by doing that, are you going to make, I dare say, motivate them less because yeah. they need to be more motivated to get the result but if you're doing that they could be well why should I be if I'm going to be abused by that why should I even that's what you do it was to give them a standing ovation <laughs> yeah. no, I was going to say this is what, this is what I was getting on to because I was I treated myself yesterday I paid the extra five pound and went in the seats Ooh. and then because I've been in the terrace in the last two years champagne socialist oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually could have done with a whole bottle of champagne <laughs> but we, I was sitting there and there was when it started, I mean, it, it, the fans were superb mm. last night until they started playing up. It's a naughty kid. Yeah. They, they wouldn't go to the room. But what are you going to do? You're going to shout at them, or you're going to leave them in the corner? But it, they were just—it was so bad, and there was such lack of effort and trying and any kind of. You could even if they didn't try, even if it looked like it was getting to them, and they were—they looked like even they cared a little bit. That's fine because you can—you can accept if you. Fine, mm. you just are. You can deal with it, but for not to not try, that's what pushed people out of the edge mm. last night. And there was a woman next to me. I mean, she, fair enough. She was same middle age ish. And as soon as the fans started, and you want to hope so I know if she's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, dear Wolf fancast, I want to point out a correction on. <laughs> Let's look at it. Um, but she was as soon as the turn on Van der Parra. And it was like he, inst- he, it was like he instigated the um, the about turn. Yeah, that's big, isn't it? Like people were getting on. Like, Here's the Archduke Franz Ferdinand in this war, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> and a lovely historical reference. I know. There. there was a couple of people started chant the um, 
it was you might be but you still get paid they started yeah. chanting that and she turned around and she said oh, we don't need fans like this if they, if they can't support the team then they shouldn't come mm. and like there was I thought fair enough and then it got worse and worse and worse and then the, the chant started about the um, Morgan and Moxie stuff mm. which was quite funny <laughs> and um, she t she said it again, and this bloke t just he stood up and he, he was about to leave, and he said, "Look, we don't all live in a Mary Berry cake world." Shut down. Oh, so I guess the that's a bug. Who, who who is that guy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some aloe vera for that bird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we don't live in a Mary Berry cake world. Things are not all nice and sweet and sugary. Sometimes. The eggs have gone off. And he walked out. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, I ain't getting involved in this. Did he drop a mic as well? <laughs> it was absolutely superb. I think we've got our podcast title this week, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't all live in a very, very world, I tell you. But that was, that was a high note of the day. <laughs> going, but, on, going on what Rich said, if, I know this would never happen, if Jackie did a Phil Brown thing where right at the end of the match he got them all in a circle in front of the fans, I, I did, would that have appeased the fans? I think it wouldn't have appeased them, but it it, it might have made a slight difference. And he might have made a pick when people think about it on the way. I mean, the three-hour journey on the way out. Yeah. Thinking, well, actually, he's getting a bollocking in front of everyone. And he's actually, he's made, it's a gesture more than it's not going to help. But it's a gesture, yeah. and it actually shows that they're trying to do something yeah. about it rather than these lackadaisical T-Rex wave walking off, <laughs> not doing anything. <laughs> It's made that that made it because that's all people were talking about for an hour on the on the way home. Mm. Him doing that, mm. I think he just needed to show like an act of unison with that yeah, team, yeah. and it seems very disjointed for a number of reasons. With players going, and you know, it's clearly clearly things aren't right in that squad. Um, you know, with let's say dropping McDonald, for example. Um, I know. I just think in an occasion like that, having and where the fans were. Those players needed to front up and actually show a bit of bottle. And like you know, Wickham Richards. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Villa yeah. against and Wickham. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not do a less gotten Twitter, you know, yeah. 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 but you know what I mean? Like, actually, they need, you know, because we might have been, you know, everyone's disappointed with how Wolves are playing, but if all of those players came over and clapped for fans, you know, I think that would have made a difference, mm. and you know, they can then sort of. Move on from that, which kind of which kind of goes on to another point. If all of them had come over and were proper clapping, because you saw on that video a lot of people giving some proper abuse to some of the yeah. players, would do you do you think some of those fans wouldn't have done that? I think they. I don't have... think it would have been as bad as that. No, because it, at Huddersfield, it was simply it, it won't anywhere near mm. as bad as that. But at Huddersfield, they they did come out. They, they came just past the centre circle, and they all did clap. When they all yeah, give yeah, it yeah. back all the abuse but they still did it all yeah. of them and yeah they don't have to come to the penalty box and don't have to but as long as, long as you make the gesture you make yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly we acknowledge yeah. it like the Man City getting dicked 6-1 because the, the fans there they were kids they were trying their best they got outclassed no problem mm. but that there was no need for that last night and then that just rubbed yeah. it in and was it more frustrating for all of us given the fact that how badly Brentford are doing they were, us and Wolves and Brentford were the two worst form sides in the league we should be going to Brentford. I know we're away, but and getting a result there. To that be... should have just been a scrappy nil-nil. Yeah. 1-1, one, one, shouldn't it? On and, paper. But you know, we've, we've not deserved to win a game since October. Yeah. Lose away was that. the last time mm. we've played well. played better than the opposition. Just a, but I mean, yeah. For Brentford yeah. fans to come out, on, we were walking out after, 
saying that we were the worst team in, by a long way that they'd seen all season there, even in the Cups. And well, that just sums you up because yeah. every single week now, people are saying, boy, you're so bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it's embarrassing. Mr. Mm. Uh, Mr. Coney put the thing on D last night, Jack is like a gambler with an addiction, no wins, mm. keeps making horrible bets, loses family and friends. And if it carries on, that's what's going to happen. Let's talk a bit more about Kenny Jackett. We talk, spoke on the podcast last week about his future. Obviously, more questions about him now from the last two results. Quickly around the room before we go to the polls as well, because we did a couple of polls recently about his future. Uh, Stu, I think I know what your opinion is anyway, but Jackett out now for you? Yeah, I just can't stand it. I'm in tears. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> It's, I know we're probably just going to replace, replace him with Robert Edwards or, or Tony Daly or whatever. Tony Daly. <laughs> that would be great to see. Come yeah. on. He injured himself getting off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just, any, at this stage, it really is anyone but Kenny Jackie because yeah. he's taking the piss now. Every week he's getting worse and worse. We fluked them four wins over Christmas when we, were, we had what was it, a combined total of 42 shots against us in four games. And well, we've we, had 75 and five. Yes. Yeah. And had thirteen on target. I mean, what's he going to do on what's he going to do on Saturday? Put eleven men in the penalty area. Mm-hmm. And he's he's crazy enough to do that kind of thing. And it, so yeah, go away, Luke. How do you feel at the moment for for Jacket? Jacket um, out now. Jacket out in out summer now. or no? If, keep him. I mean, if, if if he goes in the summer, then a new manager's got to come in, and pre-season might be a bit of a mess. If he goes now or in the next couple of weeks. Needs a new manager can come in, ten or so games, to assess the squad, see what needs improving. Then he's got the whole preseason. That's his, and he can put his stamp on the team from now to hit the ground running in August next season. Yeah, or even even if he's gone now and someone it is an interim or something, then you got you can start looking now and approaching people, even though it's illegal, but everyone does it anyway. Like someone like Paul Cook or someone like that's just. Who do working wonders playing decent football on the floor and pitches that are terrible with no money at all? Mm. Just someone, someone like that. Not talking about the Pearson and Gary Monk yeah. and all that kind of thing. If you're going to do the cheap route, do something like that. But at least, at least they've got planning time. Rich, how do you feel at the minute about Jackets? I think he's going to have to go because we are in such free fall at the moment, mm. and this season has been such a write off. It's been so inconsistent. Um, in terms of getting in a new manager, that's the other half of the thing. It's very easy for anyone to say, oh, we need to get rid of Jacket. But we need to make sure we get the right person mm. in, which is what we didn't do when we got rid of McCarthy and what we, what we did when we got rid of Solbacken as well. And we murked that up twice um, in quite recent history. As to who we could get in, you know, what is it? How many games got left? 14? 13. I'd, I'd be surprised if a big name like Monk... I'd be surprised if anyone would want to come with that shorter time frame. Mm. And it's not like we're so bad. It's a challenge. So like Sam Allardyce going to Sunderland. If there's a really good challenge there, and a re- you, know, you, can, you know, if he keeps them up, it's a great thing for him to have on his CV. For someone to keep Wolves up or get us to sort of mid-table, it's not really an accomplishment. But imagine if a new manager came in and we finished three or four points off the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that that's that's an achievement, isn't it? Because you know everyone would look and say, "Well, Wolves are in such free fall. Fourteen points off. He's, he's I've turned them around, made a ten point gap in such 
in mm. it'll, it'll be making up a point again. Yeah. In a base you know, I, I think that's. I'd, if I was a manager, I'd be impressed with mm. with that. You know, yeah. I think that's that's something to. Well, I think I see Richie's point in terms of who we're going to be able to attract because I think everyone forgets the ownership situation. See, it's going to be. Been up for South for, for months, yeah. well, for years. South Albion, they've been able to sack and replace managers. Mm. Yeah, because it's still essentially a board decision. And mm. well, St- Steve Morgan is still the owner of Wolf Football Club. He's just not the chairman. He's got someone else in there, hasn't he? Who's, I think we've spoken. I think so, like a non chief executive yeah. or something like um, that. That game's so from Man City. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the decisions can and still will mm. be made. It's not like. Oh, we have to keep jacket because there's no one about to fire him. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> imagine just, that. I could do whatever I, guess, I want at work. Can you just have his feet upon his desk for now? Wouldn't he? A fag. I guess who can we attract though? You know, I think people like Pearson and Monk uh, dreams, aren't they? Really, I think, and there's no proven stuff with Monk. I know we've got eight of the Swans in the yeah, dream. But I think Monk would still be no more proven. realistic from Pearson. Mm. Um, but Pearson being out for nearly a year now, and we need, we'd almost need someone like Pearson to kind of whip some of these players into shape. Yeah. Could could you see a Premier League club coming in for Pearson if there's a sat there manager? Potentially, if a rele- if their relegation threatens, I couldn't see anyone. What do you mean this season? Yeah, someone, yeah, like, someone yeah. like Norwich or someone like that. Do I don't, see, I I don't think it. they will. That's that's I think it's too so late. that's why yeah. why does that then make Pearson unrealistic for Wolves? Yeah. I th- my view on Pearson is that I think he'd want money to spend, which I don't think we'd be able to give him the amount that he'd want. I also think that Pearson could be a bit of a, not a liability is the wrong word. I know what you mean. He could be a, bit, a, a lot, bit of a risk. A bit of a risk. I think he could rub off, rub off the wrong way very easily against people, which we kind of saw against Leicester. And I think he's the type of person with Moxie still there, they just w- couldn't work together. But, so they... But, they um, uh, Clough for England thing again. Mm. Yeah, like, he was never picked for England yeah, because I, he was I a... don't think Monk would be all that expensive. No, no. But um, the reasoning is because he essentially stayed at Swansea, and I bet he um, wasn't on a decent. I bet he wasn't on, like a, a good salary manager-wise yeah. at Swansea. And actually, he, he tried his luck in the Premier League, and you know he's, he's obviously got a lot of affiliations with the club. He's there for what over a decade, but. He's got, you know, I'm assuming he's going to want to get back into management. Mm. And, you know, we are a decent sized club and it might be a, a good project for him. Um, and, of course, you have got sort of a jacket monk link anyway because mm. you've played under him. Um, as long as it's not Tim Sherwood. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know oh, what? I'd have Tim Sherwood. Did you, really? Did you say it? Because uh, I, I, I think he gets always, a hard time in the media. I said this. I said this weeks ago. First, Timmy, the whole Timmy tactics thing is a bit of a joke because when this is a Villa fan and it was funny. But they wouldn't be there where they are now if he was still no. there. No, no way. And look, he, he died do a, a bad job at Spurs. No? Yeah. The thing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Would, he gets bad press. The media have got this agenda against Sherwood. Like, he's a bit of a laughing stock. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know. But if you look at the cold, hard facts and stats of his actual managing career... There's a hell of a lot worse you could do than Tim Sherwood. I would have him tomorrow. And then otherwise, yeah. it's um, someone from the lower leagues. And it's Wolves trying to do what Birmingham have done very well with Gary Rowett. Again, I'd, I'd have Gary Rowett at Wolves oh, tomorrow. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. But it's, it's trying to do that. And you have to give credit to Moxie. He's the one who brought in McCarthy. He's the one who decided on Jacket. I think it was Morgan who decided on Solback and Saunders. Jack... Moxie can are find. It, are they like sort of going to take it in turns? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Moxie, <laughs> Moxie, <laughs> Moxie can find the right manager. So at least there is that faith in knowing that if it takes a bit of time, 
you know that he would find the right person. I was going to say, it's interesting you say that, because the two highlights you've picked out of there, that Moxie's picked out, uh, McCarthy and Jacket, both of whom we picked in the summer, not yeah. halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, and that might be Jacket's sort of point of view, because it's Jacket on like a rolling contract. Mm, I think so. Yeah. So, is his, so is his contract essentially up at the end of this season anyway? I, I think it's, so. it's up at the end of... Or it depends which way it is. If it's, it's just... It's just rolls and rolls and rolls, and then you just get paid. When you're sacked, you get paid 12 months. Because mm. that's how Steve Bruce is used to work at Hull. That mm. he, was, he was on a, a fixed contract for an indefinite amount of time, and then they paid him up 12 months' wages at any time. Okay. I'm still on the opinion that I think Jacket will walk in the summer. I mean, I think he's, he has taken this club as far as he can do mm. with the resources in place. It's, it's doing exactly what he did at Millwall. Yeah. And, you know... But then to flip it with Jacket, is there anything that he, he can't be blamed for? Is there anything that perhaps... could you? I know we talk about injuries, but could you say injuries? Could we say about the recruitment? Perhaps, you know, could we speculate that it hasn't gone right back in behind the scenes and he hasn't got what he wanted? Well, is it all Jacket's fault? Is Jacket... The easy option for people to pick for him to go because it's not going right. Jackie is responsible for what happens on the pitch, regardless of who who is on that pitch and what systems they're playing. The systems are up to him. Mm-hmm. The selection is up to him. And if he can't get it right, it's his fault. The hashtag football reason stuff. That's all. If that's above him, then fine. But last night was the first time anyone has chanted Jackie out anywhere, and it's all been all Moxie and Morgan and all. All the time, but last night was the first time he's been jacket out, and on the on the if you judge it purely on on field things because he's a head coach, not a manager. Yeah, yeah. If he's a head coach and his job of head coaching is not working, then he's got to go. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Just go throw it out there. Kevin Fellwell has his uh, UEFA Pro license. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. license. Do we get the polls for um, which which polls this one first? Is this post Huddersfield or post? Brentford got the um, Brentford one so this is just a quick updated one and so 15% of you wonderful listeners said jacket in 47 said jacket out 27 say jacket summer exit and 11% quite mysteriously say not KJ but beyond and by that we say it's perhaps not Kenny Jacket it's more than him that's the fault so again more people say but then before that was it about 75 it was, I think it was split. I think it might even higher. I think it was like seventy-eight or seventy-two. It was about, it was about seven, it was about seventy-five, twenty-five for a jacket out. For jacket out, and admittedly, we're choosing, we're you know, we put these polls after Wolves lose mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and are playing really badly. But I think if if we get hammered on Saturday on telly as well, yeah. we've got telly. double, we've got double telly as well coming up. Oh. I'm amazed he's still here. You watch now, it'll be tomorrow when the podcast <laughs> goes out and there's a massive re-edit on this. I was going to say, as long as there hasn't been that many murmurings about him being sacked, you know like how Van Gaal's only like about you know, a game get, and a half yeah. away from losing his job? I mean, it might be just because Jackie just doesn't speak to the media a lot. So he doesn't have anyone truly against him in terms of people who actually write about him. But there doesn't seem to be a lot saying, you know, well, he's, you know, he is close to losing his job here, mm. which I think is quite interesting. And I think sort of him kind of, you know, being this guy who doesn't give anything away to the media probably uh, probably well, helps him. 
He's a bit of a media lovey as well. Eh? He's a, he's a nice guy. That's what mm. that's what makes all this so hard because he's he's actually a, he's a genuinely nice guy. And when Saunders was on the brink, I don't really care what happens to him anyway. Yeah. When McCarthy went, I was a bit. Mm, I didn't really want it to happen, but it was probably the end. Too late, in the, as it turned out. But this one, he seems like a genuinely nice guy who's just run out of ideas. Yeah. It's sad. It's it, every week. It, it's sad to see someone like that. It's like like you, your granddad or your uncle being abused in the street. No, it's that kind of thing that you don't want to see someone someone who seems like a genuinely nice guy yeah. get the abuse. And when for two years, well, one and a half. Maybe he bottled it a few times last year, but definitely one and a half years of, of superb football. Yeah. And then it's all gone to pot from August, from as soon as Saka went from the Blackburn. I said it for the Blackburn game mm. there in August mm. that something's seriously wrong, and playing silly dot formations and it's just all gone to pot. And it's I'd rather it happen sooner rather than later because it's going to be seriously tanky otherwise. Mm. I think we'll which is what I said yeah. after Bristol City away. If it yeah. goes now, at least from the fans, there's not there's not going to be much hard feeling. Mm. But the longer it drags on and the worse we get. The Big, more resentment yeah. the fans are going to get, and when we talk about Jackie <coughs> in two, three years' time, or even further in the future, more chance of it being <laughs> Jackie. He's an idiot. Rather, if he would have yeah. gone say three or four months ago, it would have been like, what a manager Kenny Jackie was. You know, it, it was a time to move on, yeah. but we had some great memories of Jackie. Mm. Now, I think it's going to be a lot harder to reminisce in such a way. Yeah. Well, there was a Glenn and Coach last night talking about. Stella stale bacon, as he called him, <laughs> that he, he never had enough enough time, which he probably never did. I, I, mean, think, I think Solbacken was a decent manager. To and, uh, are we going to have him back? Oh, could well, you imagine? Just could you imagine? Your just in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but he could imagine if he, he came back the same day as Fancast Mania. Wolf Mania. Wolf Mania. The same day as Wolf Mania. That would be like some ultimate stink. wrestling sort of comeback. It'll be right like J2K with a countdown, remember? Y2J. Y2J. One of the foundations <laughs> of this podcast Dave is, is classic wrestling. Come on. What will happen is that the, um, Jack Price and New will be wrestling. It'll be one of those classics. He'll just enter his piece. It will come on. Oh my God. He's like, he'll come out with a chair. He'll turn heel or whatever. He'll beat someone up and he'll come back. So final point of the podcast, we're going to preview uh, this weekend's game at home against Derby County. It's on Sky to half twelve kickoff, and now Derby uh, play Blackburn Rovers uh, tonight on on the of recording. Um, so I'm sure Rich will give us a score update uh, in a second. Now Derby haven't been in a good spell of form either since uh, one nil up after twenty five minutes. No one nil. Well, you'll know the actual results when you listen to this podcast. But um, before this result against uh, Blackburn, their their first win in seven league games came um, in their game before that. I believe three one away to Brentford. Um, now it was a bit of an odd decision from the outside to get rid of Paul Clement. Um, they've got Darren Wassell, is it that is that how you say it, as their head, head coach? Never Wassell? Well, Darren Wassell's their head coach. I think he's like an interim head coach. They're sixth on the table. They will probably go up to fifth tonight, or, or could, at least could be fifth by the weekend. Uh, earlier on the season, it was a 4 2 away defeat. Once again, one of our worst performances of Which the we season. We went to, didn't we? We did. We uh, lived it up in luxury in a box. We did. And we drank our sorrows away. Yeah. I was in the cold. On three beers. But again, last season at Molyneux, a 2 0 win. Uh, goals from uh, Dicko and Ongar from the goalkeeper. Probably one of our, again, one of our best performances of the season. 
Oh, the magic song. That's one of the, the nights of the magic song was there. Gentlemen, what, how are people feeling about this weekend's uh, game, apart from dread? It's my mate's 40th birthday on the night, so I really Very don't nice. care. Very nice. Um, and it ties in so we can watch the Six Nations as well. That's another good thing. What do you think about Derby? <laughs> if I said, judge a team by its subs bench, who have Lee Grant, Craig Bryson, uh, Lewis Buxton, mm-hmm. Lewis Buxton, um, Camera, I can only shoot with Super Mo Camara, um, Nick Blackman, Tom Ince, and Andreas Weinman. That camera but is wicked. If I said that's their bench, who the hell are they actually playing as their first <laughs> choice? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit scared. And, yeah. been, and they haven't been playing well, which is no, their form's surprising. terrible. Their form's well, not too good. Against Man United, they were very disappointing as well. I, I was looking forward to that game. That so was thought, a shame. I thought cause because of how bad United have been as well. Yeah. I thought, well, Derby could actually push him in, and they yeah. never turned up. And it's like the, every, like the last two years when they've bottled it towards the end of the season, and then we play them, and then it's yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I don't because of everyone's going to expect six 0 I think it's going to be probably. T- I said earlier today, 2-1, maybe within a, we get an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the wind comes back and he, he's blessed the wind, God, so they give us one back. But it, I can't see us scoring any other way. It might be a freak or something, but, but there's no way on earth we're going to win it. Or even get a draw, is there really? From the outside, do we all think it was a bit odd, Clement, to go in? Yeah. Get a sack? Well, there were only five points off the top as well. Yeah. Hmm. It's strange. one we could have. But is there such an expectation there again that they've had this could be their third, fourth season in a row where... They just don't do it again. Because they spent quite big as well. They spent massive. They've got 25 million. Yeah. This so, season? Yeah. 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 They spent 25 think... and Middlesbrough spent 30. <laughs> you know, I, hope, I hope we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope we beat them anyway, but I'd love it if they bottled it again. Love it. I'd in, love it. You know, they got in Butterfield, Ince, uh, Bradley Johnson. Blackman as well in, Blackman in January. As well. And all of those moved for significant sums of money, didn't they? I mean... Bradley Johnson was like five, six million, wasn't yeah. he? He's a decent player, though. He's, 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 yeah. he's a cut above this level. Yeah. Um, not sure he's full prem quality, and so, that's probably why yeah. he didn't stay at Norwich. Norwich. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun on Saturday. <laughs> oh, at least it'll be over and done with by uh, late lunchtime as well. Yeah. Uh, the t- the team on Saturday know Williamson again, which I think J- Jacket has made a comment about. He's surprised why it's taking so long for this. Yeah. How did he pass his medical? Because he signed and then... He must not have had... He must have been... What, four weeks now? He must have been his medical based on his loan. That's happened before. Mm. Yeah. I think it's appalling. Because you wouldn't... signed a player who isn't fit and hasn't been fit now for... Six weeks? Well, Well, January when he went back. Well, he was injured, yeah. Was it January when he went back? Well, he went back... He got injured as soon as he went back. Wasn't that like November, mid, late November, Uh, December time? Yeah, so when he... If you counted it from when he actually got injured... Yeah. Yeah. But what's frustrating with Liverpool is you know the defence will be so solid once he comes back. He's just itching for him to actually Do you remember the, the start of the season when we said the same thing about Danny Bart? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, listen, we'll do a lot better once we've got our leader in there. <laughs> but I think there's no other um, injury updates from anyone coming back. I think Zyro is not shouldn't be that far off now. Which would be quite... It will be like a new signing. <laughs> so the team for Saturday, do you, what, what change do you see? Jack, Jack Price has to come back in. Mm. It's not even... A, I don't see how it's an, even an option for him now because they'll be going to rip us apart anyway. Mm. It, even if we're just going to limit the score, there's some barely respectable. So the JP-K-Mac combo. Yeah. yeah. Cody's... 
Cody needs, it's like he needs a loan somewhere. He needs a good pre-season and a loan because he's completely shot of confidence mm-hmm. and anything else he had about him at the start. I mean, he's only had three, four decent games for us anyway. But them to them to have to have to start, then that you're looking at maybe well Van der Poel is probably going to have to play because we've got no one else mm. unless got new wingers, unless if Bright's fit and then would you play Bright against against Derby? Mm. Would you probably bring not. In one for you know you bring in one for youngsters? Who's well, that was his last appearance, wasn't it? Derby away, Bright. Yeah. No, he played at home on the uh, bench against. He came off against. He came on for the last twenty minutes of a game at home. Yeah, he uh, did. Just a uh, sign out for Cardiff. Anyone notice how well they're doing since Joe Mason's left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> anyway, moving moving on. Um, defence. Do you go back to a doughty I offer again and just put horse on the bench and perhaps you bring I, him on you know to I'd get his do, fa- match fitness on? I would I know we need experience and everything like that, but if he plays again, uh, he's just gonna be a liability. And I, I think he needs a rest. I know when Williamson is fit. There's, a, there's an actual option to yeah. drop Danny Bath at last. But I would actually put Ivan Sandel and House back together and just drop him because mm. it, he's captain and everything. It would actually make a statement saying, look, we know we've... Mm. We're going to actually do something about it. Put it. If he's on the bench, even if he's if he makes a mistake, yeah, bring him on after. But mm. He's chopped and changed every other part of that defence apart other... from Danny Bart and... We're still we're still playing poor as well. Yeah. Back four. I mean, I would the help Prince Martinez as well, but that's not yeah. going to happen. Mm. Um, I play. <laughs> I will fight and Doherty would have to play play left back. And then you got mm. them two, and then you got Valenpara. Actually, if Valenpara goes on the left and actually leave Burn alone, and leave him on his actual position, and then you got Mason and Siggy. But that, there ain't no other options. That's the that's the thing, is that. Mm. Uh, unless you play Tommy Rabin. Anyone else, team selection-wise, anything personally you would do for I'd, the side? I'd start Deslands, I'd start Savile, I'd start Rowe, I'd start Lafondra. Um, because I just think, I just can't get off no more. He can, <laughs> to be fair to Lafondra, he did run around a bit last night. Did he? Did he run <laughs> around? Well done. You know what he did? <laughs> well done, Adam. <laughs> you know what he, he did, though? He threw his arms around a lot. Oh! He didn't fall over. Maybe it was a good proper wind. <laughs> Maybe it was that wind. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was his fault. He was propelling it from the bench. <laughs> was um, Jimmy Ballard in the crowd like as a ghost haunting him? <laughs> Adam. You know what? I th- like Waterboy. No. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> Have you seen Deadpool yet? No, I do want to see it. I've heard good things. I've seen this afternoon. I do want to see it. Oh, from that, I've heard that Superman vs. Batman's now been given an R rated version. Uh, it should be interesting to see. Just what's R mean? It's like their version of 15 or yeah, 15, it's, yeah. it's a 15. It's R. Yeah, it's, you know where it says rated for mature? <laughs> there's, there's R and there's mature. And the, like, sometimes it can be a 15, sometimes it can be an 18. Deadpool, I believe, is a 15. Uh, before we get some quick tweet questions, uh, predictions for Saturday, after your gut feeling now on Wednesday night recording, Rich, I'll come to you first. Very rare that we get ones right, so let's try. Yeah. Let's get it all right this week. But yeah, for Gup now, one nil Wolves. Oh, scorer, the dream. Um, Carson own goal. <laughs> That's the dream. Carson own goal. <laughs> uh, Luke Thompson, what's um, your good ten year right now? Wolves three, Derby three. Oh, thriller, thriller down at the Millennium. Uh, Wolf scorers, uh, the dream. Uh, Carson hat trick of own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, what are you going for? Two one Derby. 
2-1 Derby. The solitary Wolves goal, an own goal? The wind. <laughs> <laughs> the wind. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Derby. I, I just can't see Wolves winning. He was, you know what we should do? Six scores. Grab the mark off Jason and say, got what number is it? 22, I think. Go for Wolves number 22. Sugar! Then the crowd go, Dawson! Sugar! Dawson! <laughs> like in Europe. <laughs> Will I say, so you say Dawson? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Actually, while you two are here, let's extend the list. Oh, yeah. So two you, more to add to the ranks. Yeah, so have you both seen the thing about Siggy saying in an interview that he wanted to do a celebration for us? Oh, okay. Have you, have you heard about this? Oh, come on, people. <laughs> so one of the so Wolves interviews, everyone who knows on. this podcast now has heard this. In a uh, Wolves interview a couple of weeks ago, he talked about how... They, uh, Mike Kiboros mentioned Wolves fancast support of him, and he said that he'd heard... That we'd set some into um, some uh, celebration challenges for him. If he scores a goal, he has to do a certain celebration. And he actually said that he wants to score a goal so we can do that celebration. So he doesn't want to score a goal so we can win. No, <laughs> he wants to score so we can do that celebration for us, right? So we, so on the original podcast, we we set these three celebrations, which he's heard. So and then since other people have come on, we've asked them to add a celebration to the pot. So is there a celebration? that you want Siggy to do that shows that he has listened to the podcast and he's doing that celebration for Wolves Fancast. What celebration would you ask Siggy to do? It's if hard. he scores by the end of the season, which I'm really hoping he does now, because I could see it going that he doesn't score. I'm torn between two. Okay, well you can... See, I mean the Steve Bull aeroplane. Yeah. Oh. That would be brilliant. Or the Batistuta machine gun. <laughs> Because there is a picture from a couple of years ago where he's, he's got with a machine and I can't find it and it's been upsetting me for ages. What? He's got to do the battle shooter machine gun then? Yeah. Okay, so we're going for the machine gun. Yeah. Siggy from Luke Thompson. Uh, Stu Hall, what celebration would you like Siggy to do to show that he listens to the <laughs> podcast and he's doing it for us? You know the, um, the panther that Gomez does? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Kind of... Do that in just his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but but do, do that a bit more menacing. That would work because we're sponsored by Puma. Exactly. Let's see. Or it's on random power levels of <laughs> <laughs> so that. Or the um, the dance from what does the fuck say? No one else has done a celebration like that before. The or <laughs> 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 or. Serious <laughs> 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 Oh, he might be exactly He just ran up to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> or, or does he just pretend to be a T Rex, goes up to the corner flag and does a big roar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the corner flag comes down in front of him. Or no, no, they put up the uh, This is our love and it's no division banner and it falls <laughs> <laughs> just as he does the roar. Oh. That would make my year, literally. <laughs> a Jurassic Park Wolf celebration. We have just been tweeted by um, my mate Adam Media, who I sit, go to games with, who loves... Adam Siggy's. Media? Yeah. He's the one who loves German football, isn't he? Yeah, but he loves Siggy probably as much as Dave. And he has just tweeted a photo... I'd like to challenge that. <laughs> he brings an Iceland flag to the game. Um, in that case, challenge conceded. If I say... <laughs> I'll show you a photo, I'll, I'll retweet it for you, Adam. But he looks about as pleased as any human being I've ever seen in that photo. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you two have got kids, and I'm guessing you've pro- I don't know how, if they're old enough to go and see Santa yet. Um, yeah. That is the sort of facial expression you see <laughs> yeah. when they meet Santa for the first time. 
Oh, yeah, actually, I'm just, all, all I'm playing in my head is Siggy doing a distrusted Park celebration. <laughs> yeah. We're all doing a roll. We, we, we're going to have to wrap up because we're, uh, we're we're really over time now. But some very quick, very quick answers from everybody for Twitter questions that people have sent in. Uh, Paul Goodman says, "What's been the biggest failing this year? Wolves as a business model or Wolves as a footballing unit?" Stu, one or the other. Footballing unit because business models always fail. Footballing unit, Luke. Both. Both, Rich. Footballing reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say business model. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we, we've already done this one from that guy. Uh, who, is, who realistically could pl- replace Jacket? Who would you want to replace Jacket if he went? Timmy Tactics. Timmy Tactics. I'll go Sherwood or Monk. Sherwood or Monk. Or Paul Cook, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Monk. Monk. I would still like Pearson if it, if it would happen. Um, Matt Muscat, Lo- Muscat, I'll go Muscat. Oh yes, yeah. just because uh, Matt Lock. Should we now play the kids? People like Hunt, who's who was on the bench, uh, not yet against Brentford. Uh, Ronan Deslanders, etc. I'd play Deslanders because he's a left back. He's a left back, and he's actually it, he's got a bit of promise, and he's got a bit of he's not been tanked yet. So out of all of them, he's the only one to yeah. play. Luke, play the kids yet? I'd play. I'd play for you. Yeah, yeah, two maybe. Rich, yeah, again, Deslanders, yes, and Bakaro. Mate, you don't need, I don't know where he's he already, in. He's already on the bench, so he's already had a bit of experience. Mm. No, I, I'd definitely go with Landis. Um, Hunt, potentially, because we're crying out for a decent left winger, but I don't think you'd have two Keeps fresh on players side. on the same side. I think that would mm. be horrendous. Um, I like Ronan, and we need something in that attacking oh, midfield. Mm. He was superb at pre-season yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> but I'd, uh, I'd rather... If we were playing someone in a number ten position or attacking mm. midfield, however you want to go, I'd rather we just recall Wallace. Ooh, yeah. Can can we though? No idea. I think, <laughs> I think we can. If That's I, for people who tweet me later. If we if if my memory serves me right, I think we can now, but I could be completely wrong. Is it um, twenty eight days or something? Yeah, it might be. Uh, Jamie Rutherford. Uh, I think we, again we we talked about this quickly. Yes or no? Has KJ? Uh, lost the dressing room. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And finally, from Nick at Old Gold Shirt, could we still get into a relegation fight? Absolutely. Yes. Because, well, apart, the only reason we're not now is because of over Christmas. But we could be 18th in the league by the, the end of Saturday. 18th. Even though it's only 14 points off, it's 14 points. But by that point, there'll be 12 games left. One of them might make a, mm. make a surge, and the others are not that far behind where we are. <coughs> anyway. It's we, still possible. It's very unlikely. And we've got a massive run of games coming up now, which are very unwinnable. Well, we've lost all the we've lost all the easy ones. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Luke, can we get dragged in the relegation fight? <sighs> I, I, I want to say no, just because of how poor I think Rotherham, uh, Bolton, Bristol City, MK Dons, Charlton are. But like. Stu said, "If one, if a couple of them go on a run, by the you know, if we're only seven points off, we've nine, ten games to go. Then we are going to be seriously looking over our shoulders, yeah." So, Rich, I can't see us getting relegated. I think we'll probably end up in the sixteen to nineteen um, bracket. So I know teams will have surges and pick up form, especially teams with a bottom before the end of the season. But you look at the points per game those teams are picking up at the bottom, and it's you know it, it, it's far you know the bottom three are all far less than a point a game, and for them to kind of overturn that in the next few games to increase that I think is a big ask for them. Mm. However, we are doing so dire at the moment, um, it, it's hard to tell where where we're going to get a point from. And we need what 
To stay up, we need 10 points. Yeah. Well, no, it's normally, when we went down on 55, didn't we, last time? Yeah. The highest ever, um, of course. You know, I... But I think it, we're probably 30... Well, what is it? Well, we are now 40. 40. Yeah. 46 will probably be enough for this year. And if we can't get six points between now and the end of the season, we deserve to get down. That, that's my thinking. Mm. Um, I think we'll probably grab... A li- I reckon we'll get three wins in the next sort of... How many games? 11 games we've got left. No, not 11. 13. 13. Yeah, which... It's still really poor, but it'll see. It'll see. It'll, you know, we'll keep our heads above we'll water. Crawl out of the line. Yeah, I, that's how I think it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> and um, on that happy note, that's where we'll leave this week's Force Fancast. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Upper Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at uppercreative.com. Uh, we've recorded our podcast this week at the offices of Made in Midlands. You can find out more about them at madeinmidlands.com, and you can follow us uh, on social media channels. Throughout the week, just search Force Fancast, you'll probably find us there. And next week we'll be reviewing that game against Derby and previewing another TV game against Middlesbrough away. That's going to be fun. Um, so, until next time, it's this week, it's by from Stu. Oh. Apart from one last thing. I'm not going to Middlesbrough. What? I know. I'm, IMF. What? Against World of Football. Yeah. Are you, are you against World of Football, or against you... drinking myself census? <laughs> No, well, all the Atherton lads are not going, who I'd normally go with anyway, but I booked, I was going up there on the Thursday, on the Thursday mm. to Sunday, so I was completely covered in case they moved the game, mm. but because it's out of summer season, the only way to get there from Whit- Whitby itself, 31 mile away, was to get an hour and a half bus ride over the, over the moors, <laughs> and then on the way back was, I think it was an hour, hour on, an hour coming back, but you only went halfway, then a two mile walk to a taxi, taxi cab mm. company. I actually know this from experience trying to get from Middlesbrough to Whitby when the trains are not yeah. working. Yeah. Whitby is not very an accessible much place. No. I'd, I'd, sorted it, I'd sorted it all out until I realised how long it was going to take and it was literally half a day just gone. But And then the ticket price came out I thought, well, no, that no. sums it up. But yeah, ta-ra. <laughs> I was going to say, I was hoping this part stays in. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners need to know. Hey, it's bye from Luke. See you later. Bye from Rich. Bye everyone. Hey, it's bye from me. See you next time.